Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. That means we watch Monday Night Raw. That means the wrestling and crew is together. Jack Farmer, Justin Labar, Labar, and Raj Geary. We're all here to chat about Monday Night Raw. But before we do that, this week's episode is being brought to you by HelloFresh. It's time to spring into something delicious with HelloFresh. Every week, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and recipes delivered to your door. Get 16 free meals plus three free gifts with code INC16 at HelloFresh.com slash INC16. I had a delicious fish dinner the other day, and it was awesome. You can check it out on my uh, social media at Real Jack Farmer. You can also check out Justin Labar at Justin Labar or at Raj Geary at Raj Geary underscore 303. Fellas, how you doing today? Doing good. Feels like it's been a, a big news day, even though it hasn't been a big wrestling news day per se. But well, well, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to uh, we, we got a new Twitter overlord. That's cool. Uh, all sorts of stuff happening there. Um, maybe maybe I can finally get that blue check mark. If I now I know who the boss is, I can tweet him. <laughs> get my blue check mark. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's that so time of year. Not a lot you of will stuff finally prove on. your account isn't a bot, apparently. Maybe it is. <laughs> it is. It's all it's all deflection. You have real in your handle. It's telling me that it's all fake. Real <laughs> Jack Farmer. Is there a Jack fake Farmer. Jack Farmer? Oh, there's many fake Jack Farmers. One of them runs a supermarket on the East Coast, I'm told. I have been meaning to change my handle, so maybe fake Jack Farmer. It'd be fitting. <laughs> I have the uh I, I I know someone has one, it's like the other Andy. I have a buddy who's is his screen name's like the other Andy Rossi or something instead of the real. He he takes the other side. Yeah. Um so uh so anyways, let's let's chat about the news of the day. We had uh ratings come in and they were a bit of a downer last week. Friday's SmackDown Live edition drew an average of 1.952 million viewers on Fox, according to Nielsen via Showbuzz Daily. The final number is down just under nine percent from previous. We, the previous week of uh, 2.142 million, uh, the it got a 0.47 in the key demo, uh, and that is also down 2% from the previous week. Rampage, on the other hand, got 518,000 viewers. Uh, that was up just about under 7.5%. Uh, and from last week, uh, and it drew a 0.19 rating in the key demo, which was down from the previous week. So, um, basketball it's kind of uh hurting the ratings a little bit there raj yeah yeah i mean it's kind of weird to say that the smackdown rating and rampage you know really weren't bad smackdown you could even say it was kind of good in a weird way just because it was number one for the night on network not all of tv the espn uh nba playoff game beat it but the nba playoff game on abc smackdown actually beat which is you know it's, it's tough to do. There were two playoff games going against SmackDown and also against most of Rampage. So really tough competition, not just one, but two games. So uh, all things considered, you know, it's the for SmackDown lowest audience since July, uh, lowest 1849. But against two games, this is one of the you know toughest sports competition nights they've had. So all things considered, it was good for the show. Again, being number one and beating a, a playoff game on ABC. Um. And, you know, Rampage, uh, you know, also it was, I feel like anytime it's not beating 
other, sh- you know, you, you know, it's going to lose to the NBA, but it was also behind Gold Rush. So I wouldn't say it was necessarily uh, against Gold Rush in its time slot. So I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it was good, but it wasn't bad. It was fine uh, for the night where it was. So, you know, this is just kind of how it is this time of year. Smash and you can't down. throw it out. You know, I've heard people say, oh, throw out. You, you can throw out the next couple of months. That's like saying you throw out five months of raw ratings because they're up against the NFL for, you know, from September to now towards the end of January. So you're throwing out seven months of raw ratings if you're throwing out the NBA and the NFL. And trust me, on these investor calls, they're not throwing those numbers out. <laughs> yeah, investors don't like to hear you throw it out. But by the <laughs> way, SmackDown talking about the key demo all of a sudden what's this i thought only aw cared about the key demo i've talked about it every week i'm just joking i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say because smackdown numbers when it's just viewers are are not good uh when you compare it to what it's up against on on friday nights on network tv it's that 18 to 49 where it's number one or number two almost every week yeah, Justin, I would say these are pretty good numbers, all things considered. It is that time of the year that typically things start to fall off, but uh, pretty good numbers overall, right? Uh, yeah, especially for SmackDown, considering you know it did the number it did. And I, I think really SmackDown is really kind of fallen a little bit just in terms of its quality. I, I don't feel that it's, you know, quite frankly, I mean, obviously Raw is three hours, which is long. Um, you know, we, we've, we've, we're all aware of that, but I, I think raw has been the more need to watch show, um, you know, kind of regaining that a show status. Um, whereas for a while, while there, since SmackDown moved to Fox, it kind of felt like it had positioned itself as the, the new number one show. So I feel Monday night's taking that back. So yeah, for the fact that they did, what was it? 1.9 million or whatever it was <clears throat> kind of surprised. Cause again, I just don't feel like it's been a, a particularly impressive SmackDown lately. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I mentioned was uh, year to year, SmackDown was down 8% uh, in total viewers, uh, 13% in 18 and 49. Again, that's actually pretty good. It's holding up uh, considering against two NBA playoff games this same week last year, they're only against a regular NBA game and the competition wasn't hard, you know, that strong at all. So um, being down that much for the difference in competition, again, I, I would look at that as positive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is interesting. And Justin, I want to say to your point about SmackDown, it's interesting how important the tribal chief is. I've noticed he's not on as much and suddenly Raw seems like the better of the two shows. Shows just how valuable uh, old Roman Reigns is over on the blue brand, I would say. Uh, it, it does. And it kind of, you know, not to get into a, <clears throat> a SmackDown podcast here, but, you know, they relied again, relied so heavily on Roman for last, you know, however, you know, year or two, whatever. You know, and then he's you're building all of mania around on on Friday around he and Brock, and then Brock is you know going back home until he gets the phone call again, and so it's like you have nothing else really built around you know I mean all of your all of your new stars are, are on Monday really I mean you, you know, I mean you're you're returning stars and Cody but then you're you know Theory and and and, and Priest and Ezekiel everything that's on the rise is on Monday I feel like so. Yeah, lots of surprises happen. It's a good it's a good time to be a raw after show, I'd say, to all you suckers covering Friday night SmackDown. That's right, shots fired. <laughs> uh, we have our own interbrand feud. <laughs> that's Survivor Series, the one time it happened. Right, our podcast versus theirs. Head to head. 
yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to mess with Issa. I feel like she could take all of us. But, uh, yeah. but let's let's get into the show. Uh, before we do, I always like to give a quick shout out to everyone who is with us live, whether it be ah the Issa is in the chat as I say that. A uh, shout out NYC Demon Diva Samantha. We got Mike D in the chat. Heath Show and Bernie DC Sock Monkey Mike who just made his commentary debut. Congratulations, uh, Sock Monkey Mike. Ethan Cruz, uh, Michael Mensis, uh, Dylan Matthews in the chat, uh, Stephen Camp, and thank you to everyone else whose names I can't get to all at once. But uh, thank you guys for joining us here in the chat. And uh, thank you to everyone who's listening to the audio versions later. Thank you to everyone who's watching the YouTube later. Leave a like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review. Leave a five-star review and a nice little note. Maybe I'll read that on the air next time. Uh, but thank you to everyone who's joining us. Um, you guys... Uh, you guys want to talk about Raw for a little bit? You want to chat a little bit about the show we just watched? That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to chat first off about the opening part of the show. I loved this beginning of the show. I'm just going to preface by saying I like the beginning of the show. Surprise, shock. Uh, but we get the cool video of Randy Orton and his career. He comes up and talks about people he looked up to. But then former legacy member Cody Rhodes comes out as well. Rollins comes out, then we get Ezekiel, then we get Kevin Owens, then we get the Usos, and we get told we're going to get a four-on-four match. Justin Labar, this is the kind of anarchy I live for on Monday Night Raw, where everything's happening all at once. I enjoyed this. What was your take on just everyone showing up to celebrate Randy Orton? No, it was a good open. Uh, First off, it's kind of crazy that like so many things, so many stars kind of aligned. I don't know if... WWE purposely got it this good or if it's again luck fell into place and what i mean is you know the exact date april 25th 20 years ago was his first tv match against Bob, uh, hardcore holly as they showed they're in knoxville tennessee where he happened to be born now obviously he's synonymous with st louis that's where you know that, that's where he's built from and where he you know the area he lives but the fact that the real life wikipedia fact is he said that he's born in knoxville then that's where they're at so it was just kind of, i mean that was, it was just really just a lot of fun little synergy there to kind of make it just feel all the more special, but I like the way this opening segment rolled out. Um, you know, they centered around obviously celebrating Randy, but they still kept moving forward with all the business they need to move forward with Rollins and Cody. I like KO coming from the crowd. Like it, it did have you said anarchy. It did kind of have a little bit of an unex, unexpected feel to it. Um, but yeah, really cool. They they paid this 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 tribute tonight to Randy. They showed the video package, and I mean, just think about this. Randy Orton debuted, you know, he made his full-time main roster debut when the company was still WWF. It was only for a couple weeks until the change happened, uh, but, but think about that. And yes, Edge, uh, you, you know, Brock Lesnar also, but, you know, Edge took eight years off. Brock has <laughs> took seven, eight years off. And like Randy hasn't took, you know, I mean, he's had little little vacations here and there, but, for the, but he hasn't gone a calendar year not wrestling. And he has the, uh, of course, the stats of what, the most raw matches ever, or most pay-per-view. Like, so he's worked and it's crazy. All that being said, and you can argue when you put the split screen of him now to him 20 years ago, he looks even better now. <laughs> he, he moves just as quickly. He's as interesting as he's ever been. That, that's that, that's insane when you really think about that. I, yeah, Raj, he's got to be. I don't know if you're a ranking people kind of guy, but I mean, you got to be looking at like he's getting into that upper echelon of all time names when you think about it. When you just look at everything he's accomplished, right? Yeah, I mean, just think about it. How many people can stay 
where he stayed, where you could plug him into the main event scene at any time. That's been pretty much on full time for 20 years. You know, Jericho, you know, was gone here and there for a while. Uh, he's he'd be the closest one. But um, for being consistently out, you know, outside of getting injured, he's been consistently basically a full time weekly star uh, for 20 years and a top star for 18 of those. Um, so, I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, especially seeing him and Cody out there and because evolution was a huge success. You, you took mm-hmm. two guys that weren't main eventers into this group and they became main eventers. Legacy wasn't <laughs> legacy. They brought in two guys, uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, and, uh, well, actually they also brought in Manu there for a few weeks before he was out right. Manu and then Cody Rhodes. None of them went on, you know, outside of Randy Orton, who was already a main eventer. None of them went on to bigger and brighter things after the, the group split up. And then to see Cody make it and come back, and he is a main eventer now, and him being in that ring with Randy Orton, that was really cool, really cool to see. Cody Rhodes does that thing when they said Cody Rhodes, when Riddle said Cody Rhodes, I had I still had that Cody Rhodes is here. Do you think he should be on every week, though, do, while he yeah. is still kind of new and fresh, maybe – not have him on every week just to kind of keep him a little more fresh. I get having him on every week right now, mm-hmm. but this week and I mean, like I think like like we're seeing his entrance like two and three times in a show, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's a little much. Like let's not burn let's not burn out. I mean, and, and obviously there's so much pop and circumstance and ballyhoo with it, uh, but they do it every time. It's not like oh we're gonna give you like the light version of the entrance where he just come. The only thing they did about the abbreviation of, of his first entrance is they didn't do the lights out the voiceover they just hit the music but he still got all the smoke all the pyro the whole thing and then we did it all again for the main event it's like all right let's let's calm down on on the entrance let's yeah. you know it it'll be very interesting to see where fans stand on him in six months if they don't slow down on how often he's on tv right now it's great but i i don't know it's weird i get what you're saying i like them but i get what you're saying too like i'm like eh, maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit but i like it so at the same time i'm like Right. It's like I mean, he adds a lot to the show. Dinner. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, just him being in that segment added a lot to it and him being in the main event made it more interesting. But there's also that law of, you know, diminishing returns where every week you maybe just pick and choose a couple weeks here and there and to, to not have. Him. Yeah, I think he's great, but you do want to make sure you keep him fresh. And speaking of fresh, uh, we have HelloFresh as a sponsor, as you mentioned at the top of the show. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. Pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to. Change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app. I love this program. I gush about it all the time. Uh, I like it. Like you said at the top, I, I made a great fish dinner. My presentation could work. It, always, it never looks as good as the pictures, but it tastes as good as the pictures. And fellas, I know you're big fans of, of HelloFresh. I know I'm the same way. I'm like, I, take a, I take a picture to document and I'm like, should I share this? It's not going to quite like, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't look as appetizing visually, but yeah, you're right. But then I eat it. I'm like, oh, no, this is great. I did a wonderful job. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a chicken sausage uh, spaghetti bolognese. Bolognese? Bolognese? 
Bolognese. I think it's Bolognese. <laughs> I think um, I've had it. It's good. I can't pronounce it though. I can't. I, I, that's why I keep saying the fish dinner because it was something. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, but it sounded fancy. Yeah, it was awesome. I had it tonight. I, me, my daughters, my wife. I mean, they scarfed it down in about five minutes. I mean, it just went so fast and whole family. We loved it. We got a couple more. We're, this is Hello Fresh week for us. So we got pork burgers we're doing in a couple days. So yeah, it's it's been great. And one of the tricks with HelloFresh, seriously, to people is that, uh, the it, you know, it, Jack said about the ingredients. The ingredients really are really good. It, it is fresh. To, and I'll give you an example of, of like, what kind of further the, the proof. Like, I've, I've made a, a ton of the meals just like you guys have. Follow the steps. It tasted really good. I It was one situation where one meal kind of got, like, it, my planning got off. But I, I wasn't going to throw the ingredients away, like the great ingredients I hadn't used. I'm like, I wasn't going to waste them. So I just you know, kept them. And one of my wife and I were making something else and she was saying a few things. I'm like, well, check the, check the, you know, fridge. I'm like, I have some extra ingredients from that thing. You might be able to do what you got to do. And we used the HelloFresh provided uh, ingredients. And she's like, wow, like this, this is better than what I buy at the store, our store here and this and that. And like, so it's, it is high quality stuff so much that somebody out from, you know, from an outside standpoint, not aware. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's really good stuff. And, And the steps that they give you on the card to make the meals very easy. It's dummy proof. Yeah, by the way, I, I actually had it right here. It's the Baja Baramundi, but I don't know how to say it right, but that's what it was. I found out, I, I think the reason, by the way, it, the, it never looks presentable. If you're like me, I always make everything, and then I try to put it all, like, I try to put more than one helping on one plate. I I, I get hungry, so I, put, I I don't make it to look nice. I make it so I can eat a lot <laughs> is the problem. So, like, I, like it'll be, like, the, the sauce or something. I'll be, oh, I'm using all the sauce. And so it just looks like <laughs> a ton of stuff instead of a little drizzle like they have on the plate. That's my problem. Do you cook uh, for two or for four? I cook for four. <laughs> Wait a minute. You cook for four? <laughs> and then I save some. I put, I, I put hey, it away. And I reheat it the next you, day. You got dinner for the next week. Well, I <laughs> I say I say I'm going to save it for the next day, but I'm like, that was pretty good. I think I'm going to have a little bit more of this. <laughs> I get the low calorie option, and then I eat like five meals worth of food. That's, that's the thing. You know, get a light beer and end up drinking like yeah. five, of, you know, right. five of them, and I would add two IPAs. <laughs> it doesn't do you any good, but uh, we could talk all about it. But uh, I suggest everyone go to HelloFresh.com slash INC16 and use the code INC16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is HelloFresh.com slash INC16 with the promo code INC16. America's number one meal kit. Give it a whirl, why don't you? Uh, before we move on to the next bit, we got a someone in the chat. Uh, Seven Clown is asking, when is Elon Musk buying WWE and AEW? Uh, I want to know when he's he buying. <laughs> yeah, I know. When's he buying Wrestling Inc.? I want to get a payout. How do we? How do we <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, it's about DM me. It's about the same same rate, right? Right. Yeah, forty four billion. I, I'll bring it down a little. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll meet I'll in the middle somewhere. <laughs> uh, but uh, so let's uh, continue Throwing on. Throw some HelloFresh. <laughs> we'll get to, yeah, yeah. If, if you work some HelloFresh into the deal, we're set. Uh, so Bianca Belair versus Sonya Deville happens, and we get a countout victory. Uh, Sonia changes the rules. We get uh, DQs involved. Carmella, Carmella Graves and Queen Zelina come out. It's three on one. Bianca still gets the win. Uh, Raj, as far as the match go, Bianca's looking downright unbeatable. But after the match as well, Sonia issues out some slaps to the former tag team champions. She laid them in. 
They, and they broke up a couple weeks ago, right? They were they were feuding. Yeah, I thought so. And and they I, it didn't even. I mean, it seemed like they were you know yelling at each other for losing backstage. But as far as actually splitting up, that seems like it's forgotten, and we're not supposed to remember it. I don't know. I thought uh, it was good. You know, I thought Bianca getting a big win in her hometown. WWE usually doesn't do that. So um, I thought it was it was great that that they did and the, the crowd loved it. And uh, it, it was a, a good win for Bianca. I was kind of surprised that, you know, it seemed very definitive ending it so quickly. But, um, you know, with, with beating Sonya clean, basically beating her three times in one night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I thought it made Bianca, you know, just keep looking like a star. I think it was good that they let her look so strong in her hometown this time after the last time she was in town. Uh, but Justin, I believe that Sonia Deville has proven that she's a champion level contender at this point. Not her time though. Today, do you believe in Sonia Deville? Maybe down the road, being the champ. Uh, you're on mute. Oh, you got muted. Oops, that's one. Um, no, I do. Visually, I, I I look at her and I'm like, yeah, she looks like a star. And then yeah. The slaps backstage and, and that aggression, like I felt the mean streak that they're trying to infuse in her, and they're trying to make her be um, like a, like a dangerous threat in the women's division. Just they have to drop this. She's using her authority power to like I know I know it's it's supposed to be an easy route for some heat here that she's just changing the rules to. You know, I get that, but it's that part's not clicking to me at least. Maybe I'm in the minority, but it's it's just kind of like and and that, I think it's probably because I never bought into her as an authority figure in the first place i, I you know it just it just it was what it was it was a reason to keep her on tv um it, you know so i you know nobody believes you know, nobody believes that, that she has any power so I, I it's hard enough for me to sit there and watch her make matches and whatever and, and buy in that she has like some authority it, now you're going to tell me that she has the authority to change the the, the rules of the match I, that that part i don't like but I, I i like the attempt and the look again of how physical and, and you know aggressive she was she uh yeah i think with the power thing what makes it hard to believe it's like one foot out, in one foot out where she was never in full power because adam pierce was always there but it always felt like we were waiting for her to get back in the ring too so i don't know if i ever really felt like she was committed to being kind of like when baron corbin was in power and you're like yeah but he's a wrestler he's not the gm i don't know i i, I guess i kind of agree with you where i'm i like the idea of it but i've just never felt like that's really what she's doing yeah and you know also having authority figures it's one thing to have one but now you've kind of got three so i'm hoping sonia is out of this role quick because drew gulag they're kind of you know he's the intern now on on smackdown so hopefully it, it, i don't know it's i can't remember the last time it i felt like it's really enhanced a show made a match feel must see uh made an announcement feel that much bigger so uh, hopefully they do away with it a little bit I always liked how William Regal did it on NXT where he yeah. was kind of off air, but then every now and again it would come out and say something you'd go, Oh, okay. But not, it's not a storyline thing. It was just when you need someone to show an authority, act as an authority. Right. Um, but I think the thing with Regal is he was never really treated as a joke. Like, and right. I'm not saying Sonya was, but Adam Pierce definitely was, um, you know, we, William Regal always kind of commanded that, that, respect or whatever you want to call it. But when he went in the ring and made an announcement, it just felt like a big deal. 
I shook his hand at WrestleMania and he could kill me. So I understand why people showed him respect. <laughs> He's like, Don't mess I with was, him. <laughs> I was like, I'm not the smallest guy in the world, but I felt like a child when I shook his hand. <laughs> and he's not even known as a big guy. You could just tell, like, if this guy wanted to, he could snap me in half. Yeah, yeah. I'm grateful he did not. Thank you. He's Lord deceivingly uh, um, formidable. or uh... Yeah, that's a good way. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't like, I wouldn't say I was like, like much small. Like, he's a bit taller than me, but he wasn't like a giant. But it was also like, wow, you are, you're uh, solid. Uh, um but we got a a a quick backstage segment with uh damian priest and edge and edge says that they are on the mountain of omnipotence i'm i'm not omnipotence omnipotence Omnipotence. in my mind i heard mountain of impotence and i was like why are you calling (laughs) that's not good (laughs) that's not good So the uh, they basically just talk about how AJ should stay home and Finn is is going to be judged. And I believe this is when we get told that the group is going to be called Judgment Day. Um, and I was thinking, Justin, Mick, this is my inner internet wrestling fan overthinking things. AJ Styles, Finn Balor going up against the same group, kind of bullet clubby, right? Eh, eh, maybe. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, they they have they have the uh, that link, uh, but uh, I don't think I don't think WWE's gonna be running with that. If that's what you're you're getting at. Um, if I mean, there might be a common thread. Of, I mean, there might be a common thread of oh, we're gonna beat both Bullet Club guys. That might be coming from from the office, but uh, uh, no. Nah, I mean, this promo. I mean, I I I, I like. I, I'm I'm interested. You know, I like I like the. Ultimately, I like what it's going to do for Damian Priest, or what it seems like it's going to do at the at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they said Judgment Day, and then I think later when we get to Priest's match, um, they introduced him as representing Judgment Day. So that's when it kind of became clear that that's the group name. Um, yeah, it, I, I'm I'm into this. I like this fresh coat of coat of paint that's on on both these guys. Raj, how would you compare this promo to last week's promo? I I, th- I don't know. I'm I'm just not into it. Um, I'm going to give it time. I, I like the name judgment day. I think I, I have faith in edge. Uh, I thought the, I thought edges promo was good. There's just something, I don't know, just something lacking with the, the group so far. And who knows, maybe they'll add new members or, uh, or do something, but it's, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it right now. It feels a little bit edge is so good on the microphone. Like I enjoy it, but it, it, when he talks, it does feel a little bit like they said, fill time. And so he's just kind of saying stuff. But yeah. I don't like you really we're not really moving things forward. It's just I still hate you, AJ. And you're like, well, yeah, I, I knew that going into WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about this last week where he's, you know, saying you people and and doing that <laughs> thing when we're like, the people loved you. They never turned right. on you. Like, uh, I, I, th- I think a lot of people still do. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So yeah. if Roman did that promo, that's one thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and and we 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 uh, flashed up that comment from uh, Samantha about loving the entrance. I, I I did too. I know we'll get to the match later, but w- literally as I'm watching the entrance and they're on this throne and they're like rolling, you know, out through this cloud of smoke, like this whole thing. It kind of made me think like this is the benefit of having a guy with Hall of Fame stroke and edge who basically anything he pitches for the most part, if he says I want to do this, I want I want this spin, like he's gonna get what he wants. He's just he's at that elite level of uh, where you have Vince's ear and you have that trust to get to have your 
you know, call your shots. Like, I like this is where we're getting stuff that's different, stuff that they may not otherwise took a risk or a chance on a trying of, oh, a throne rolling out. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's advocating for, you know, I want to have a, a, somebody beside me, but I want it to be a guy that we can push and a guy that we can make better coming out of this. And so, you know, we're probably, we're seeing better booking of priests after things that kind of muddled off for a while. So like, I, I, that's, I think that's what I like about this. I, I, to, to, to some of what Raj said, I do think I still need to see more from it, but I, I, I have, I see a lot of potential in it and of what it could ultimately become. And to that point, something that always drives me nuts. I see people tweet all the time. What is WWE doing to build new stars? And I think, on this episode alone, we saw Damian Priest with Edge. We'll talk about it later, but we see Austin Theory. We saw Theory with Miz. Uh, you know, we see Riddle with Randy Orton. Like, we're building stars. This is, like, this is what they do. And that's why, as we all say, what are they doing to build new stars? There's always stars available because they are building stars. You're just, this is it. This is, Damian Priest is going to be a big deal. Yeah, I mean, Riddle's a way bigger star than he was a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, he's not... You know, I was I was tweeting earlier. I, I knew they weren't going to do it tonight because they actually taped Friday SmackDown. You know what happens on Friday SmackDown. So, and RK Bro mm-hmm. are on that show. But tonight would have been an interesting night for a riddle to have turned on Orton. Granted, they're the tag team champions. So were Ambrose and Rollins when Ambrose turned on Rollins. And, and mm-hmm. I know they have a, a tag match with you. So, but this could have been a, a cool night to for Riddle to have turned on him. And I I think Riddle with the heel turn will just, I I know he's a natural baby face, but I think a heel turn would be that much more shocking and kind of get him to that next level, especially if he beats Orton in that feud. I think uh, I have a fantasy booking idea in my head of how that's all going to play out, but I'll save that for later. uh, (laughs) If we still want to talk about it, we have another big moment that happened and the million dollar arm himself. Veer Mahan comes out and has a classic against Sam Smothers. Uh, Another strong win uh, for Veer, continuing to do his move after the bell rings. And again, I know everyone likes to put down the local town. This is a big moment for Sam Smothers. Very cool for him to be on network television. So congrats to him. Uh, and, his name's uh, not actually Sam, Sam Smothers, by the way. <laughs> so no, mean, nobody nobody go Googling trying to find Sam Smothers to join his fan club. I mean, you know what yeah. his real name is? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, I'm, uh, hang on, I'll find it again. Should I be talking about how good of a moment this is for him? Do you know him personally? Is he a good dude? No, I don't know him personally. I, I we have a friend of a friend. I'm not. So I'm trying to find it again on Facebook. Okay. Well, it's it, either way. It's it's cool for him to be on TV. It's it's a good moment for him. But but Raj, uh, million dollar arm. They say it more and more. I feel like I'm gonna say. I think Raj, you deserve the credit for this happening. I feel like you're creating the movement of finally acknowledging Veer as the million dollar arm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I didn't know about it. About you time. Said it. Now I've been saying it. And every time I say it, someone goes, really? I didn't know that. And it's building from there. <laughs> uh, what's Don Draper's name again? Uh, Though the real, uh, I would have known if you didn't say John Draper, John uh, Ham, John Ham. Yeah. John Ham dropped John Ham references during his matches. Cause he was, he was in that movie as well, but it, it is, it is, you know, look, I, I, I think Veer has a cool presentation on his social media with the suits and, and everything. It's like this classy big dude and, and he's got an incredible backstory. I hope they get to that at some point and you know, he's not just sidelined to this gimmick, but I think he's got a ton of potential. He moves really well for a big guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I thought, I thought he looked good. Um, 
I, I want to know what Sam Smothers' real name. Is. I'll get to it. <laughs> of course, I, I, it, was all, it was like all over my timeline earlier. Now I can't find it. Um, but but to Veer, I will say this: one, something I do like that they are trying to do. I like the fact that they're actually getting over both a pinfall submission move or pinfall move with the million dollar arm finisher. So they're getting that over, and they're trying to get them over with a submission with the post match. You know, beat down. I, I think that that is that does actually seem like very organized and very like thought provoking. Of like, let's try to like actually make this work for this guy. <laughs> Sam, no, no relation to Tracy, right? No, no. <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't think so. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I think um, I I what I always like about guys like Veer is he stands out immediately as soon as you see him. Uh, so even if you don't watch wrestling, you're like, oh, this is. This is interesting. Uh, oh, by the way, wrestling enthusiast in the chat says uh, Michael Stevens yeah, Steve, is his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I get you know tr- you know changing someone's name. Uh, I, you know, is Michael Stevens his wrestling name or is that his real name? Because if they're it. even changing his wrestling name for enhancement talent, that seems a, a you know a bit too far. No, I don't think that's his. Um... Wrestling. He also he was also on main event. They had him as a name too. There, I'm trying to remember what that one was. But no, I don't think Michael Stevens. I don't believe this is. Uh, I think he was all. He was also. Uh, he was also Gary Heck on main event some weeks ago. Ah, Gary Heck. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a dangerous sounding name. Uh, but Michael yeah, Myers, this is probably right. It's probably just a Tracy Smothers homage by Bruce Pritchard. Or Wasn't Tracy Smothers from Tennessee? They were in Tennessee tonight. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mm. Well, good for him. Hopefully, he's able to uh, get some bookings out of the whole thing. Uh, Justin, do, where do you think this is going? Do you think we got a Rey Mysterio match coming down the line, and that's going to stop the momentum, or do you think that uh, this leads to a title? Where do you think this goes with Veer? I, I mean, eventually, they have to have some credible babyface step up and be like the first real challenge for him. Uh, it's hard to say with these, though. I mean, we've we've seen it before. They've they we've seen the the old school he'll beat the jobbers for a long time and it's 50 50 of how, of whether it plays out you know uh beneficial for them so i i don't know it's i mean i again like i said things like trying to get a pinfall and a submission move over um they're making a point to me look i mean every week he's in the same spot and we talk about this a lot how raw you know raw is much more like saturday night live or it's like saturday night's main event it's like the most important stuff is they're front loading the show and it's kind of like you know, if you're still hanging on by the third, you're probably a diehard, and so you'll get, you know, a really good match for the main event or whatever. But it's like they're making sure you get the opening segment, and then the next, the you know, the first match, basically, the next thing is Ben Veer. So like they're they're positioning him in, a, in a, an important spot of priority. So I'd like to think that with all that's coming up <laughs> this summer, I mean, they're gonna have three stadium shows in a row between Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and then the show in Wales. I'd like to think that they're aligning and setting them up for some something incredible uh i'd like to think that but you know we'll see well he was supposed to face ray a a couple weeks ago but then ray for some you know reason he wasn't cleared and apparently still isn't cleared i I don't know have they even mentioned his name i know they mentioned dominic tonight they they showed the the footage of veer destroying dominic but uh they haven't showed ray so maybe whenever ray's able to come back he's you know comes in attacks beer after one of his squashes and and that's his first big name feud and the, yeah. or they just have him squash ray the next week which i could see just as easy i i wonder how i was thinking if ray comes back and is the one to take on veer in the in the name of him attacking dominic 
at this point, because I know it's happened before, but at this point, is Dominic starting to look a little bit like a punk that his dad has to fight all his battles for him at this point? He's it, like he's been around for years now. Like, shouldn't he be able to do, handle his own business at this point? I, I mean, I, I think Dominic. I I, I kind of hope that that injury, that that whole beatdown of Veer is writing Dominic off, and he, you know, go to NXT something. I think I think I, I don't know. I think I think Dominic was exposed a little bit too much. Uh, for, like just not quite ready, not quite there on a lot of different levels. So, but yeah, it, yeah. If if Ray does pop up, it doesn't help anything in the in the, in the Dominic reset that Daddy has to step up and. Yeah, fight the battle. Right. Fight the boy. Right. I mean, I, I saw it the same way uh, that they were writing him off TV so he could go to NXT. I think Dominic looked pretty bad at WrestleMania. He was overshadowed by Logan Paul, who, you know, that was his first match. Um, so I think him going back, building his confidence, getting more of his character, uh, it, it's a good thing. You know, he he got some exposure and now he come back down the road as a heel and attack his father. And they finally have that Ray versus Dominic feud. But um, I don't think we're going to see him for a bit, is what it seems like to me. By the way, the ring name that Sam Smothers uses on the regulars on the Indies is Marv. M-A-R-V. Marv. Marv. So, yes. Did Vince, <laughs> did Vince uh, uh, get a hold of his name, too, and chop off his last <laughs> name? Or that's what he came up with? Marv. 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 Hey, it is. It is. Makes, like, makes, you ready? Makes me think of Daniel Stern and Home Alone. <laughs> Marv. <laughs> that, that, that moment when Joe Pesci looks up at him because Marv's getting ready to hit him with the crowbar because a spider loose. Marv he just keeps looking at him. Don't move, Harry. Don't move. He just whacked. That's what I think. Of. Oh jeez, what a good movie. Home Alone. One of these nights. Let's, on do, the it. Let's just do a Home Alone review. <laughs> uh, we got Omos versus Lashley in an arm wrestling contest. Uh, Lashley wins, but catches a beat down with the arm wrestling table after Justin, do they have an arm wrestling table guy that they just call when they're in Tennessee? <laughs> uh, it's one of their many props they travel with. They have an arm, you know, just like you always have, you always have police outfits on, uh, in one of the, the traveling cases. You always have, I mean, they're traveling circus. They, they always have an arm wrestling table in one of the boxes. Some guys packing that up every single week. And he's like, finally, we're using this thing. <laughs> uh raj does do arm wrestling contests do anything for you in wrestling i just can't remember the last time i've seen something different done and you know it's always going to end with an attack and a beat down but it just outside of the standard babyface wins heel attacks after i can't remember the last time even there was one time where like they they put powder on their hands and then threw the powder in the other person's eye. i think that was scott steiner and triple h i might be wrong but uh, even that, at least that was a little different in that you had powder, you know, when you're doing the same thing. I just feel like every arm wrestling segment for the last 10 years has been exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, I'm now, excited. Night one, bringing up uh, Triple H and Kali having an arm wrestling contest with broken glass. At least it was different, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> very uh, ECW sounding, but uh, with a lot of arm wrestling contests. The uh, Justin, I like this feud. I like the rivalry we're seeing, and I, I, I like the match. I kind of feel like we're in another one of those situations where we are, we're kind of to the match now. I don't really know what else we need to say. Yeah, and uh, I mean, look, because correct me if I'm wrong, Mania was all that so long ago. Um, Omos lost, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, I 
he's going to have to beat Lashley, and, and I still just wonder. I mean, he's obviously they, they're giving him a mouthpiece, which is good with MVP. Um, I still just wonder where he's at. You know, obviously he's still a young guy. They're still trying to protect him. You know, they're trying to you know let him work as a big guy. But um, I, I'll be interested to see if they if they fully are that that'll, that'll kind of be like the telling sign, really. You know, there's a lot of open curiosity was talked about the Veer, but. You know, WrestleMania backlash is Lashley versus Amos. If, if Lashley beats him again, that might be, you know, whatever they're seeing of Amos or not seeing. And, and I don't, I haven't even read reports. Maybe Raj has. I don't even know how he's looking or doing on uh, house shows on live events. Amos, uh, if he's not progressing the way they want, this might, you know, if he doesn't beat Lashley, that might be a sign of, okay, uh, he's not going to be the star this calendar year that we thought he might have been when they had him and AJ just quickly breaking up in January. And we all thought, oh my God. They have a big plan at Rumble and Mania for Omos, and come to find out, they didn't really have a big plan. <laughs> they had a big plan for AJ, uh, but yeah, Raj, this was kind of it did kind of surprise me because Omos lost at Mania, and now he's losing again in the arm wrestling contest. I, I, I wouldn't logic tell you that now you need to make him look like a threat again and have him beating Lashley in this. Well, that depends where they're going because for Roman, you need more guys, right? I know. Yeah it looks like they're going to Roman and drew um, based on the SmackDown tapings, which um, seems odd to me. That seems like a, you know, a shoe in for the UK show in Cardiff, you know, for the stadium show. I mean, drew in the UK challenging for the title. I mean, I guess they could always, I mean, I guess they could have drew beat Roman before that. I think you'd want Drew's win in the UK, but anyway, I, I digress, but you got drew, you got Cody, and really Lashley. And outside of that, I mean, you could always bring up, put Randy Orton in there when you want to. AJ's a guy you could always put in that role. But um, for three stadium shows, you need those big matches. And in those cases, it's Cody, maybe Lashley, and uh, and Drew. So yeah. I think you have Lashley win again. I, I don't see Omos being in that spot. Yeah. We'll they see WWE, so they do have it where someone will yeah. lose, and then the next night they're in the title picture. So. That's true. They say, I'm so angry I lost. I want the world title. And you go, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see that in the UFC. I've lost five <laughs> times in a row. I want a title shot. There was that time where like... right... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. Oh, that's that's exactly that's Seth Rollins for Mania this past year. He kept losing every last chance he had to get in Mania, and then he goes to Titan Towers. And Vince goes, "Why didn't you just ask me for a Mania?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get uh, probably the, the best segment of the night: twenty four seven marriage counseling or couples counseling <laughs> that leads to a mixed tag team match uh, with the title not on the line. Uh, love blossoms and then the match is over and then everyone tries to get Dana Brooke, but she escapes the title. Raj, you said this title was silly, but here we are. What was <laughs> but, I thinking? What were you thinking? Um, I want you to tell me your favorite part about this uh, segment <laughs> and you can't say the part where it ended. Uh, getting my hello fresh from downstairs and <laughs> <laughs> putting it together. That was my favorite part. <laughs> You you got it. You got to give this title some credit for evolving over time because it has had like different seasons. We'll call. It. We have to give it credit. <laughs> Do we really? It went from being the 
different broadcasters have it to the uh you know our truth pinning people on planes and on it at airports to nfl I mean, greats gronk there was a, a, a didn't uh wasn't um uh who was it that was uh pregnant that had it um, uh, maria canales maria canales that's right yeah uh she <laughs> Wow, that felt that feels like it was a hundred years ago. But, <laughs> but this title has gone through some uh, through some changes. It, over I here. will admit it has lasted way longer than I ever thought it would. <laughs> uh, so um, it's different. Uh, it's interesting. Um, but I, Justin, I'm kind of surprised Dana Brooks still always gets away with the title, and they haven't shifted it around a little bit. <laughs> okay. I guess. I, it, I mean, like, it, I, I, yeah, like, I, I like Raj said, I'm, I, I'm amazed that, like, it's been two or three years that it's, and it's almost on every single week. I mean, I, I mean, I guess they have three hours. So, again, it, it, it is a lot of fun. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that uh, Truth and all the people that have been kind of synonymous with the conga line that is the 24 7 title will at least say openly, and, you know, like, it is, I'm sure they have fun filming the stuff they're filming. I guess it's better to be featured on TV than not. But when a title belt, when a title belt, which is supposed to be like the end all be all thing that you are, you know, th- you know, that you're going after in pro wrestling, when a title belt has become a punchline, when it's replaced, oh, you're just going to be sitting at catering. When now it's like, oh, you're just going to be challenged over the 24 seven. Yeah. Like the most negative Nancy's about Cody Rhodes being able to be like, oh, watch in six months, you'll be chasing for the 24 seven title. When a title becomes, that kind of a punchline. What more needs to be said? You know? <laughs> well, I got a question for you, Raj. Uh, it, just guess, because uh, I don't have the numbers here in front of me. What do you think sold more, the Fiend title or the 24-7 title? Which replica do you think sold more units? Probably the 24-7. <laughs> the Fiend title, like five grand. <laughs> so, uh, then what about the uh, the Earth's champion title, that wooden one? You think? Probably, I, I could see that. Well, are people buying the twenty four seven going if it was really a, a hot seller? Because if like the twenty four seven, it's still got to be a couple hundred bucks, right? Are people spending like three hundred dollars on a? Do they have it title? available? Oh, I they definitely they have. They have like five available in the warehouse, just, <laughs> just in case they're still dusty. But I've so. never seen I've never <laughs> seen anyone at the arena wearing one of those. How have we spent this this much time on this? So segment? you can, so you, so you can. You can go at Amazon. There's a a really cheap fake one. It's like twenty five bucks. But the authentic, uh, the authentic replica of it from the WWE shop is two hundred and sixty two dollars. Is someone spending two hundred sixty two dollars on a twenty four seven title? <laughs> and then and then and then, they, and then they, and these are the, and the people that do that are the ones that like walk into Walmart wearing their title belts, like, like they beat somebody. Like, why oh, it's two sixty two. It's marked down from three forty nine. Why deal would you right walk? I would never wear the twenty four seven title into a Walmart because you know you're getting into a fight if you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, someone's gonna try to take it from you for real. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's marked down, but it is still two hundred sixty two dollars, which isn't nothing. Let me read you the way they're trying to sell this title. Here's the description. <laughs> Of the WWE 24-7 title that you could spend $262.49 on. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley revealed the all-new 24-7 championship, a title that can be contested anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
This, the title will be eligible to superstars on Raw, SmackDown, Live, 205 Live, NXT, and WWE Legends and Hall of Famers. <laughs> Whoever. <laughs> you have a massive target on your back. Now you too can. <laughs> now you too can with your own 24-7 championship replica title. Are you up for the challenge? Give that person who wrote that a raise. Right. That is incredible. They should be writing Raw and SmackDown. That's incredible. So they sold the hell out of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tina Miller says she would fight anyone wearing that title at Walmart. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't wear it. Someone would. So, yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> moving on. Raj, can you pay me two hundred and sixty-two dollars and forty-nine cents for this podcast so I can start wearing the twenty-four-seven title? With a... I can't. I just can't imagine someone looking through all the titles and being like, "Oh yeah, the twenty-four-seven title. That's the one I want to. I want to buy and wear." Um, I don't know. It's realistic expectations, I guess. I don't know. You can make uh, four interest-free payments of sixty-five dollars and sixty-two cents. Just pay it off. A little payment could you, plan. Could you imagine if your if your kid is a wrestling fan and you don't really watch wrestling, and they tell you, "Oh, I want a replica belt for Christmas," <laughs> and then that's that's what you get them. They're expecting like the winged eagle or the big gold belt. <laughs> That's like the parent that gets the wrong like PlayStation number. I got you the PlayStation Two, honey. Oh, that's not what I wanted. <clears throat> oh, it, actually, in the twenty four seven, this markdown is it's actually now un, it's under clearance is where it's being labeled as on WB Shop clearance. That tax, that part but... does not shock me. As Gabriel uh, Martinez is pointing out. Uh, so yeah, not including the shipping. <laughs> Uh, well, we got Becky Lynch coming back, and she looks like she just had her mom buy her a 24-7 title because she is <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> She's hit rock bottom, uh, and that means uh, she can only go up from there. But then Oscar comes out, and I am so excited. Raj, I know we're supposed to be excited Becky Lynch came back, but I was fired up for Oscar. She's one of my favorites. This is exciting. We've got we've got some non-championship rivalries happen in the women's division. Yeah, you got this is probably the biggest um non-women's title feud they've had, in, you know, that they've had in a long time. So I, I love that they're doing it. I think it's great. I don't know who's next for Bianca because it felt like Sonia's done, but I guess they could keep it going. But um, yeah, this was great. I mean, they have that history, you know, when Becky left. Uh, when when she announced she was pregnant and left, she it was Oscar that was handed the belt after Oscar won Money in the Bank. So cool moment, awesome seeing Oscar back. There was a really funny moment when Becky was going to the ring, <laughs> and Ryan sat and tweeted out this video. But there's this kid, or, or the, it's actually not a kid. It's like no, it's not a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's this guy who's like doing the thumbs down, like boo boo, and then Becky like looked at him, started walking over, and that, he's, he's like. Uh, down finger pointing, and all of a sudden he just starts waving and changes it to a wave. That was right. awesome. Yeah, it's on my Twitter if you want to see it. It was great. I 100% would change my tune if if I got confronted face to face. So <laughs> I am. That's like, not, that's like Twitter, you know, like people talk all this smack when they actually walk up to you. Yeah. A different story. <laughs> that's, that, that, that gift probably summarizes like. Yeah, Twitter today with like Elon Musk, like Elon Musk buying uh, Twitter. Elon Musk giving me a little money in my bank account. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, 
but Justin, my favorite part of this thing was Oscar flicking Becky on the nose. I thought this was awesome. Again, I'm a huge Oscar mm-hmm. fan, so I am super excited to see this. Uh, and this is this is a matchup. I don't. I can't predict how it'll turn out. Yeah, a huge pop for Oscar. This was a really good pop, and they got some awesome, you know, genuine uh, fan reactions in the crowd of people that were, that were surprised, and you know whether they heard the rumblings of Oscar being back or whether it was a, a complete shock. Regardless, huge reaction. And yeah, this is. It's. It's. I, I, I'm. I'm interested in this, uh, and obviously, you know. Oscar was the one in the ring at the performance center when Becky uh, had to vacate and, and leave when she was when she announced that she was pregnant. So uh, perfect kind of you know, perfect, perfect person to be in the ring for Oscar to come back out for after being gone for however long it's been. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, because they, they never faced off after after that moment. So that'll be interesting. Hopefully they play into that a little bit instead of just going, yeah, which they sometimes do. Um, speaking of going back to things, the street profits are back to their roots, explaining all the things that are happening on raw in a backstage segment. Raj, it feels like it's been a long time since we were getting these kind of promos from the street profits where they just explain the show. Uh, is this a good thing for them? Is this a bad, how do you feel about them? Just kind of back to narrating raw. Yeah. At least to get TV time, I guess. I, uh, I guess it's better than them facing, you know, Randy Orton and, and Riddle for the 6,000th time. So, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a way to get them on TV. They're, you know, really charismatic, talented guys. So them getting TV time and not having to wrestle the same match over and over, uh, you know, works for me. Yeah, it was this, Justin, it was this kind of a step back. It felt like they were kind of becoming uh Becoming bad guys over the past few episodes, and this felt a little bit like a step back on that direction they were going. Do you think that WWE is sort of hesitating on making that move, or is this just sort of a placeholder week for them? Well, I don't think WWE ever wanted to make them bad guys long term. I think you, know, you go into Mania, you're dealing with you know one of your hottest acts in the whole company is a tag team in RK Bro, so you needed a little bit of <clears throat> yeah, you needed to have a little little tension there. So um, you know WWE rarely does baby baby situations they like to have there be some animosity so i think that's what that was the street profits there's just there's just not a real strong tag division i mean you have again rk bro who's at the top of the mountain right now the usos are over from smackdown you know trying to unify tag titles you got alpha academy which is strong but we've seen, you know but rk bro alpha academy and, and street profits have gone round and round um you know what's who's left after that you have the viking raiders um you know, Edge and Damian Priest are linked together, but it doesn't look like they're going to be going on a tag team, you know, uh, mission anytime soon. Um, so it's just they just don't have a real strong tag division. So I kind of agree. It's at least they're on TV, but it's better than than just rinse repeating and giving me the same tag match. Um, so they either need, they either need to enrich and, and better the depth of the Raw tag division, or you know, this is not going to be good for Dawkins fans, or they. Let Montez Ford break away and let him be the singles superstar that he can be. Do you guys think they're really going to unify him? It seems like it to me with how much they've they built it. You know, built the step for this match. It's right now. It's probably the most intriguing match on that show in a lot of ways. I think they. I think they will. I think they should because I don't think they have enough tag teams for two divisions. Um, I know. I, I said in the past. I, I know that they've tried this kind of stuff before and it's failed. But I don't know. I. To the points that were just made, I don't know how many times we can see the same three teams fight for the titles every single 
we because they have the same problem on SmackDown too, uh, right. where there's a couple of teams. So if they're not going to cycle through the teams they have more, then I think they need to start combining these things. It's yeah, interesting. Like, there's no hints at them splitting up the world titles again either, and Raw having their own. So, um, well, and wouldn't that be interesting though? If if, if that's the case, <clears throat> um, if there is, if they are going to remain with one world champion, if Roman's going to be that guy for now, wh- th- that's very telling. That 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 then they decided to put the U.S. title on Austin Theory, and then as we're going to get to in a second, are trying to really boost that U.S. title back up because wouldn't that be going a back to basics? Okay. You keep one world champion and then, okay, let's just elevate those us and ICs to mean more and potentially to lead more, mean more to their particular shows that are on. So that, I mean, that would be huge if that's what's going to happen here with Austin theory as, as us champion. Yeah. Especially if you have Roman going back and forth, like if he, I, I can't having him face drew at WrestleMania backlash with one, you know, one or two days of build makes no sense to me. Um, so, Oh wait, wait. That's this week's. So never mind. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Never mind. They'll they'll have an episode before WrestleMania Backlash. I was just saying, did they? Mi- did I miss something? Wasn't he going to face Shinsuke? Or wasn't something? They that did event? that thing, but then they had never followed up on it. So yeah, yeah. It felt like that's where they were going, and yeah, they just forgot about it. Because I thought right. that would have been a good. That felt like a, a WrestleMania Backlash match right. where. I don't think anyone really thought that he would have had a a real chance at winning, but it's a matchup that's interesting. So yeah, and and they've got um, so if Roman wins at WrestleMania Backlash, and I would think maybe someone from Raw is next, probably Lashley. So I mean, you got Hell in the Cell after that, and then you got three stadium shows in a row. So those three stadium shows are the ones you want—the really big ones. You right. might have you might have four stadium shows in a row if 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 after the show in Wales. If uh, if they go back to Saudi in October, right? But that one, they're they're not. I mean, those are going to be loaded shows anyway. But yeah, they're not as concerned about ticket sales for that. Yeah. Well, we had um, speaking of building people up, Finn Balor faced Damian Priest in a match, and we got that really awesome entrance. And uh, it looks like Damian Priest is using a new finisher, probably because Cody's there now and he can't really use the crossroads anymore. But also, I thought this was it was kind of cool. It's a bit like Edge's old downward spiral. I thought that was a cool, cool move for him to use. A clean win for Damian Priest, Justin Labar. And uh, you picked Damian Priest way back when as a future star. And here we are. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he just looks there's so many things. He checks so many boxes. Um I think already in his short time in WWE, short being, you know, not and not really counting even his NXT days, you know, yeah. he got over, he started looking like a really over baby face, you know, before they did the whole Jack on Hyde stuff. But just when he's around Bad Bunny, he, he looked like he, okay, you could be a money baby face. And then he, of course, has a menacing uh, heel kind of look. And he'll, he was what he was a lot prior to WWE as Punishment Martinez. But, you know, he's got size, he's athletic, uh, he's bilingual. Um, he, you know, there's, there's just, I think a lot of things there. Um, so yeah, this, I, I think, I, I think it's interesting that he's the one that's paired with edge. <clears throat> I don't know. And I'm trying to find out. I, I'm curious to find out. I don't know if he's handpicked by edge or if Vince or creative said, we'd like priest to be the guy that's with you. I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Cause edge is obviously agreed and is, you know, they're doing what he can do. But uh, yeah, I think this is a big deal. I, I'm a, I'm a huge priest fan and any of him winning clean. Um, you know, having to change the finisher, of course, as you noted, and yeah, I like the touch. It was a kind of a 
an, an evolved version of Edge's old finisher. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Yeah, Raj, the, Damian Priest, I feel like has passed every single test you can throw at a WWE superstar. He was the uh, he was a tag team partner with a celebrity. He had kind of silly rivalries with the Miz. He had a difficult. They had a zombie match. He did the good guy, bad guy thing. He was beloved. Now he's hated. I feel like he's basically proven every single time he can make it work. Yeah, and you could tell Edge. You can tell Edge sees something in him from even like his promo when he came out challenging someone for WrestleMania and he dropped a, you know, a reference to Damian Priest as well in that promo. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's got he's got the look, the size, everything they like, this heel turn. Uh, as long as he's not his matches aren't ending with just the purple light going on and he's just <laughs> smiling in the ring. Right. I'm all for it, you know, Um so, yeah, I think, uh, again, th this group has a ton of potential, like Justin was saying earlier. Uh, I agree. I'm not feeling it yet. I, I feel like there's something, uh, the chemistry isn't quite all the way clicking yet, but they could, eat, you know, that doesn't mean it won't. So I'm going to give it time, but I see it having a ton of potential, even though I'm not there yet with it. What if it's a purple light match where the only way to win is to cue the purple lights? <laughs> purple light stoppage. <laughs> see? Yes. Uh, we move on to another star that's getting made by rubbing shoulders with the big names. And that is Ms. TV brings on theory. I thought there was a fun play on words where he said, it's not the theory. And then Ms. was like, it's not Ms. It's the Ms. Uh, <laughs> these guys like each other. It was fun to see him chatting, but the story obviously is Ali comes back. We get welcome back chance. Everyone's excited. And it ends up being a match between Ali and Miz. And they have a really good one that ends with Ali getting the win and then Champa showing up and attacking Ali afterwards. Uh, this is probably the most heavy, like lots of stuff happening all at once on the show. Uh, Justin, what was your key takeaway? Any, any big moments from this that you really thought stood out to you? Besides the obvious, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, it was great to see Mustafa Ali and like, I mean, and the words, the exchange of words were very chippy and very, uh, you know, a little shoot style as, you know, mm -hmm. they're making reference to Ali, in, you know, being unhappy and not being on TV for a while and unhappy with creative and wanting his release. I think he even went on social at one point and said he wanted to be released. So, I mean, that stuff, look, it's widely known in today's world of social media and, 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 and you know, sites like Wrestling Inc. So I, I have no problem with them using it. It's, it just it just gets people a little bit more engaged versus just softer. Oh, I'm going to beat you tonight. So I, I like the promo. I like the fact that Ali got the win. So like Ali gets the win, gets this roll up surprise win. They're calling it an upset. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm feeling like it's almost like in that moment, in that one, two, three, you're able to wipe out and wipe away and forget about retribution and all that terrible <laughs> shitty TV that was. Mm -hmm. And just as I'm thinking that and I'm saying that and just as I'm starting to write down my notes to say that as he's backing down the aisleway, he gets blasted by Champa. And I'm like, well, I don't know if he's going to come out on top of this. Like, I, 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 like he's back. It's good that he's back. But I don't, <laughs> it, it was very quickly for me thinking, OK, maybe this guy's going to be another baby face. They're going to push behind here on Raw. And, and now I'm just like, uh, or he was just here to be. The, the, the lamb that's going to get slaughtered uh, by Ch Champa, and then eventually probably the all, very much more important and highly prioritized theory. Yeah, it'll be so, it'll be interesting to see if if Champ like 
I'm worried that one of those two, Champa and Ali, one of those two is going to be the speed bump onto something bigger. Uh, so very curious to see how it plays out. But Raj, I want to ask you about what Justin alluded to earlier, and that's kind of talking about the stuff that's on Twitter. AEW gets uh, gets a few raised eyebrows when they get a little too far into the weeds about what's happening on in Twitter and and behind the scenes. Do you think that this was a good move to sort of lean into that for this, or uh, do you think that was hey, a lot of people aren't going to know what they're talking about? Well, it was kind of like a throwaway line, so I didn't think it was a, you know that big of a deal. Um, you know. The, the people that got it got it. The people that didn't didn't really miss out on the rest of the promo. Uh, it wasn't too inside baseball that you couldn't still get the general, you know, uh, meaning of the promo. So you know, I thought I thought it was good, but uh, you know, again, kind of what Justin said. There was uh, the last time Ali came back a while ago. It, oh, gosh, I'm forgetting forgetting who it was, but he came back to Raw. Uh, on the first week and then he was like destroyed the next i almost feel like it was lashley that destroyed him the next week but uh I'm not a hundred percent yeah yeah i think jack wasn't it with monsoor yeah monsoor was his last like th- he was working <clears throat> monsoor last i don't remember yeah so it was the time before him. that it was before he turned heel when he was a baby face there was one time he came back he was gone for a while he came back i think that was i believe he was injured but he got Anyway, he came back, and then the next week he was destroyed by Lashley. So, you know, you just got to give it time, see if this is something real or not. You know, he got destroyed by – it's not Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa anymore. It's just Ciampa. Um, surprised that Vince didn't want a guy named Tommaso. <laughs> right. Which, yeah. I'm surprised that stuck this long. Like, a little long know. there, pal. To yeah, be fair, like, yeah. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll be Tom from now on. It's too hard to spell. <laughs> and it, you know, I do mess up. It, it took me a while to spell Tommaso's name correctly. So. I can't, actually can't couldn't fit, can't fit Tommaso on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you if I if you put my life on the line to spell Tommaso Champa correctly, I would be very worried about my odds. I feel like I could get it right, but I don't know. One of the, there's a couple of double letters in there, right? <laughs> like uh, S's or M's or something. There's no A's. Oh, that'd probably get me. Yeah, because that, that's what used to always get me was I'd always. Um, uh, oh, there is an A. My bad. So I used to always do two, uh, three O's. T-O-M-M-O-S-S-O. Yeah, I don't and know if I'd have gotten that right. Anyway. But in any case, it's um, Champ. I, anytime you get you lose the first name, I feel like that's just what you expect in, in WWE. So um it's not a big deal for me, but it's it's more how this is going to play. I think they're going to have an awesome match if they get time. But uh, Tommaso sounds like sauce. <laughs> Change it, Bruce. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, so yeah. This hopefully it plays out. What I do kind of like about this whole segment is it's like a little entangled, a bunch of stuff, and it, you can unpull. We can unpull it in a million different ways. Whether it leads to. Theory versus Miz, Theory versus Champa, Theory versus Ali, or Ali versus whoever. You know what I mean? It can go a lot of different ways. And I like when wrestling has that, especially at that US title level. So I get the feeling that this is leading to Champa versus Ali for the next five weeks on TV. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And a which, tag which, will, which will be phenomenal matches. Yeah. But you'll, you know, I'll, <clears throat> yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll be over them after the third. 
<laughs> well, you got a tag team match in there between the right. four. It's going to happen. You've got the one-on-one, and then you've you've got the one-on-one versus each combination there. And then I don't know. And by yeah. the way, I like how this match got made. Anyways, let's go back to that. I like how the I like how the the Miz match versus Miz and 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 <laughs> for, again, forget Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. Theory just texts Vince. That's the logical <laughs> thing. Just ask. Like Vince doesn't have to appear on TV, but we all know at the end of the day he's the one making the decision. So just always attribute it to yeah. We check with Vince. He said it's good. That was good. I <laughs> thought that was really clever. But it does kind of make Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville look like chumps. Like no, I just went over your head. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> oh well, he okay. is he is in vince's pocket so he is the chosen one so uh speaking of chosen one rhea ripley she says she's done being a tag team person wants to get titles herself live attacks her this continues uh guessing at least through wrestlemania backlash uh i got a feeling this is going to be ripley's coming out party raj what say you i agree i've been wanting rhea ripley as a heel for a long time i feel like this could be that opportunity for her to kind of, you know, she, she's won the title. She's won the title at WrestleMania, um, but just has never sustained after that. And I feel like this is the, the chance and the time that it, it, it will happen. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I mean, she she looks different. She stands out. She's good in the ring. I think, you know, I think I know Raj and I have said it in so many different ways over the months of time you know does is, does vince get her is like is he, does, you know <clears throat> so hopefully they're finally finding a path you know to try to get this one right finally with her this was uh, watching her this week i don't know uh what you guys feel about this but i remember when she first came to the main roster and it felt like she was reading cue cards and it was very stiff i feel like she's definitely grown out of that and she feels a lot more natural i don't know if she's if it's because of what she's saying or what she's doing or if she's just getting more comfortable but she feels a lot better in these promos than she did when she first started. I think if you could show them side by side, it'd be a world of difference between the two. I agree. Um, we get to the main event, uh, but before the main event, there was a quick backstage segment where uh, Kevin Owens was not paying for the lie detector bill. And uh, then the Usos and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins were all kind of arguing, which was interesting because usually for some reason, the bad guys are always on the same page, but the good guys aren't. Coexist. Coexist. I don't, they don't, they don't sit. <clears throat> yes. Uh, but we get to a match and uh, we get the Cody Rhodes and uh, Ezekiel dressed up as the warrior and RK <laughs> bro versus Kevin Owens, Rollins and the Usos. Uh, this was a fun one. And we actually get a feel good end with Randy Orton hitting RKO's on everyone and getting a, a feel good, happy, good guys win end of the show. Raj, that's very rare. Orton and uh, Bianca, like just a happy show yeah. for the fans. You, you know, don't see that often. So yeah, uh, kudos. This whole um, main event thing was almost the, like like the last thirty five minutes of the show. Yeah, uh, Cody was standing in the ring forever. They did you know one of those deals where he makes his entrance during you know and then commercial break and then he's back in there. Uh, you know, long match. I, Watching wrestling for as long as I have, whenever there is a multi-multi-person match that's not for the tag titles or something, usually it means it's kind of a throwaway. It's not going to mean anything. But it was fun. I mean, they, all these guys work their asses off. You can't have a bad match with these guys on. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a, a really good match. And uh, overall, I thought mm -hmm. uh, capped off a, a pretty good show. 
the, this final match felt a lot like what the uh, the dark match would be to send everyone home happy. So I wonder if they flipped it where they're like, okay, let's find something to send everyone home sad. <laughs> afterwards, afterwards, they're just important, just destroyed, and <laughs> just, just taking everyone's finishers, crushed. Yeah, uh, but Justin, something that stood out to me, Ezekiel is rubbing shoulders. Another person now, uh, regardless of what we think about the name change, there. I mean, he's on a winning team with all people who are stars against stars. This has got to be a good reflection of what they see for the guy. Uh, it is. <clears throat> excuse me. It is, and, and, uh, and you know, in the crowds even. You know, reacting to them, and they're and they're and they're laughing at these segments. You know, like laughing in a good way, not laughing like this is so ridiculous, but laughing kind of, you know, at the at the whole speak with Zeke, and I'm I'm the younger brother. Uh, so I you know I really when yeah when they all were celebrating when the baby faces won, they all had a fun time. You could tell if you if you if you read lips and you're watching them, they all had a really good time doing this match. It, this very much was Jack like a uh, a dark match you would see. When the cameras are off here, as I'm actually two of the cameras off, you know, they had fun. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking, all four of the baby faces are over and they're all at different places. You have Randy and RK, bro. You have Randy and Riddle, you know, your top tag team, you know, they, they've been over and, but they're over. Uh, and of course, a lot of this, you know, a great project here to, to, to bring Riddle along. <clears throat> you have Cody, who's, you know, that main event talent who's returned. He still has the, the homecoming pop of being back. Uh, and then you have Ezekiel, who's the, you know, the, the the new face, the new character, new gimmick, but you know, the mid card guy. But he's over, and like you said, rubbing shoulders, standing here with with the guys I just mentioned. So I, I just thought that was just kind of a note. Like this really does feel like a you know, post mania where they do hit the reset, they're back in front of fans full time, which that wasn't the case even this time last year. It does finally feel like there is a a shift. Everything from theory with the U.S. title. You know, to a lot of things we've talked about, you know, the, the experiment of what they're doing with Veer Mahan, like it does feel like, you know, Priest rubbing with Edge, like they, that they are actually making a conscious effort to, okay, next year's WrestleMania is in LA. Yeah, we might be rocking Roman, but like we need to start, we need more new stars. Like it feels like they are finally doing it and they actually are going to follow through. That That's what it feels like. And that that that's a good thing. That's exciting. Yeah, looking at this, I was thinking you've got so many people who could in this main event that could be world champions in the next year or so that haven't been world champions ever or at least not in a long time that it would still feel fresh enough that if they did it, it wouldn't feel like, oh, here we go again. You know, because uh, uh, Cody Rhodes, obviously, uh, I think Randy Orton could he's done it a bunch, but I think him winning would still be a cool big deal. I think Riddle is just about there to be totally honest. Uh, I think Rollins could do it again. I think K I, all these guys are so like right there. And then as we mentioned, Austin theory is not that far behind. I don't think, I don't think Damian priest is that far behind. It feels like they actually have a, a nice crop of people who could be at the top of the mountain very soon. And it wouldn't feel like that big of a stretch. Uh, at least in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that does it for us. I thought overall thoughts, guys, I thought this was a good one. I say it all the time, but, uh, this one kind of kept me on my toes and I left feeling happy. I don't know what else you could ask for. for the rest of the Yeah. This is one of the better roles, uh, the, you know, one of the better role. Again, I'll never say all three hours were solid three hours and it kept my attention and I didn't, you know, step away for a refill at three hours of anything, but yeah. th- there was, a, you know, I think there was a lot to take away from the show. Th- this was a show where if you missed it, like, you know, if you didn't watch this raw, I do feel like you probably need to go back so you can ca- so you can get caught up because there's you know that much did go on. Um, 
So yeah, uh, yeah. And then again, just that that final match, you know, the, the opening promo for Randy, the opening video, and then I love the build to the for the hot tag for him to finally get in the match. It was just a thing of beauty. Um, you know, <laughs> dropping everybody on the announce table over and over, just so much fun. So I this was definitely one of my better raws to watch in quite some time. I thought, it, yeah, I thought the same. I thought it was a, a fun raw, good raw, an eventful raw with Oscar coming back and Ali. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a good show. Um, I, I think you can condense it to two hours and it's a great show <laughs> or a really good show. You know, one thing, like I was looking at like NBC numbers last week, um, you know, and this is uh, on Monday night and they're doing a 0. 0.27, 0. 0.18, uh, for the two hours on prime in prime time. And uh, 1.5 million viewers, 1.4. I almost wonder at some point if, you know, the TV deals are going to be coming up in a couple, you know, the year after next. If NBC is going to be like, hey, instead of having three hours on USA, we have two hours on NBC. And it, it'll do better than the programming we have there. Obviously, they are making a lot more money off of the other shows that they have, despite the lower ratings that it's getting than Raw. It doesn't make financial sense, but... Fox did it, so who knows? I mean, then you don't have to deal with three-hour Raws anymore. That's the only way I see three-hour Raws going away anytime soon. That would be intriguing. Or do you see any chance? I mean, like, everybody's going to keep up in the the streaming world. Do you see any chance that they would say Raw is going to be a Peacock thing? Well, you you drop the number of people that access it by a lot by doing it. So it's no longer a growth thing um, for, for WWE. Because right now TV is still so far more people have cable than they have any single streaming service. So sure, but sure, but you know they're going to start negotiating for these new deals soon. And you know if you're an NBC exec, <clears throat> while that's true right now, Raj, are you going to go into? How, I guess what I'm asking how long of how long is the next deal? Are you going to commit to another five years of that kind of money for Raw? Like, do you think by 2030? that or 2029 that um cable's still gonna be you know like what I'm saying. so or do they just say oh we're only gonna do two years and wb say oh, that's 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 too short that's too not enough commitment well their their deals coming up in 2020 2024 is when the new deal will go in place whatever it is so that means the negotiations start next year uh because if you recall with the last ones they announced a, a year in advance really so um i think just where things are now with netflix losing um subscribers the last quarter um we i don't think we've seen streaming peak i think we might be seeing the biggest streaming services maybe peaking a little and because there are there are so many and people now are like picking and choosing and uh with cable you have 100 channels in one whereas with the streaming you know services you're picking one here, one there, and you're probably not going to do more than five, maybe, you know, as far as uh, video goes. So I don't know. It's, it's, it'll be an interesting thing to watch. I almost say, I almost can picture a service like cable coming for streaming where you sign up for the service and you get your Netflix and your Disney plus and, you know, uh, all these different streaming services in one bundle, but um, who knows? We'll see. But um you know, uh, to your point, Justin, Thursday night, it's Thursday night football that's moving to Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. And I think once that happens, you're going to start seeing a lot more of that. 
Oh, I, I've long since said the moment that, uh, you know, you see with that right now with the NHL, like with the NHL, you know, they're on some TNT and TBS Warner properties, but like there are many games in the NHL. You have to have ESPN plus or you don't see the game. Right. Even if, even if, even if you live in the market that you want to watch a team, the moment that the NFL is no longer able, the moment you can't go to Fox and CBS on a Sunday to see the NFL and you have to have a streaming package, that probably will be the true death of cable. That will probably be the yeah. end of at where the, the final cord will be cut. I agree. I, I've, I've said that before. I mean, once the NFL goes, that's that's the end of cable because news will move because it's basically sports and news for cable. Yeah. And there's a there's very few real hits uh, on cable anymore. All the all the big shows are on streaming. So you'll have a Yellowstone here or, you know, the the Walking Dead, which has been around, you know, when cable was a lot hotter. But um yeah, I think I agree. Once that happens, because everyone else is going to follow suit. If it's not like the NFL is going to go and the NBA is going to be like, yeah, well, we'll you know, <laughs> the the streaming services are not going to pay for them. And the only reason I even still have my game, like we have every damn, <clears throat> we have every streaming service. I think we literally have every single one between my wife and I on, on different accounts. The only reason that I still have cable, I have Xfinity Comcast. The only reason I still have the cable is because. I, I have it tied in with the internet and everything. And it's like, if I go through all the, the roundabout to get the cord cut and then, you know, just make sure everything for the family and the kids are all on the streaming that we want, I'm still going to pay a shit ton of money for, for fast enough internet for all of us to be streaming in here. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, how, did I, what, how much did I actually save? And I had to go through all the equipment change. So I've just kind of been lazy at this point And, you know, just because of that, because I still need the really high powerful internet. But yeah, I think that, you know, I, I have the ESPN Plus for the hockey, and I have now one of the packages for NFL. Like, I'm just kind of like, at some point, the rubber's going to have to meet the road here. All right. <laughs> we just I cut mean, it. I mean, I use Sling, and it's really just for sports and wrestling. So, yeah, as those start, it, once those start moving off, then I'm done with that because, yeah, yeah that, that'll be the end of it. But I wonder for, for WWE standpoint, like you said, if they go to Peacock and there's not as many viewers, is there that risk of even if they get paid a lot to go to Peacock that they lose viewers and then maybe can't get another deal, you know, when the next one is up, if that makes sense. Or if they're the most popular thing on Peacock or one of the most popular things on Peacock and it makes that that much more uh, uh, viable. So, yeah. Well, and it'd be weird for WWE because you could you could you could see Raw moving, like I said, to Peacock, but you still have you have another property in SmackDown. That's that's true. Too. So it's like, what is you know, I don't know. Yeah, and you know it is harder to make new fans when you're just on streaming right now. But you know it can happen. So, I mean, we see Game of Thrones and all these other shows that are on, you know, HBO or I don't know. We'll see. It's there's so many unknowns right now with where things are headed. I don't because I don't know. Even um, you know, I know you've mentioned Raj uh, many times before about new shows and like what you see on billboards and things. Most of the new shows I watch are because I turn on a streaming service and it's like Succession. You know, it has the big right. thing that I go, oh, I should watch that. You know, uh, Ozark is back. Ozark. You know. Yeah, exactly. I, I very this rarely. This Friday. This Friday, it's back. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to watch I that need whole to get back caught up. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, but I very rarely, like, I don't flip through channels and go, oh, hey, this show's on, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't imagine a lot of people are like rediscovering Raw. By I kind of do. Things. So if you have YouTube TV, because I have YouTube TV and Sling, because YouTube TV, where I live in Colorado, they don't air the live version of USA and TNT. So it's the, the West Coast feed. So it's three hours late. So I have to get Sling 
because they are the live feed. So I have to get Sling to watch Raw and, and Dynamite and stuff live. Mm-hmm. And then YouTube TV for everything else. But they do, when you when you turn it on, it has recommended for you up top. And so it's not flipping through the channels, but it's kind of the same idea where it's... And, and it works a lot of times. We're like, oh, yeah, I will choose that. Or, ah, Rocky yeah. 3 is on right now. I'll put that on. It just always recommends Rocky three, and that's yeah, why you watch it. Like, I, I just I just look through the channels and, and find how many how many uh, channels at once are uh, running uh, two and a half minutes syndication. I just pick the best episode that's running a two and a half. Minutes. <laughs> that's my cable viewing experience if I'm yeah. not watching sports or wrestling. Yeah. For two and a half minutes, how old is the kid? Okay, I watched this. Episode. <laughs> that's how you know which episodes are good. Uh, um, two and a half minutes. Oh, it's the Ashton Kutcher years. All right, I'm turning it all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, that does it for us. I think, um, let us know in the comments, uh, what streaming service you would like <laughs> WWE to go to. Um, but, uh, but I think that does it for us. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Rocky, Samantha, Tina Miller, uh, Michael, the virus, RKOXX Kane. Kane almost got an RKO tonight. I got a feeling. I don't know, just because he was there. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, uh, everyone in the chat, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. As always, uh, my name's Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. His name's Justin Labar. You can find him at Justin Labar, and his name is Raj Geary. You can find him at Raj Geary underscore three zero three. That does it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT after show, and then Wednesday for the Dynamite after show. Thursday for the all wrestling pop culture after show Friday for the SmackDown and <laughs> rampage after show. Uh, and Issa, I apologize for anything I said earlier. Please don't kill me. Um, and for cheap plug Friday night, if you aren't uh, watching any of those shows or streams, if you can get to Pittsburgh Friday night, we have a huge show. IWC wrestling, Northeast wrestling, we have a huge show Friday night. The Hardy boys in action, Thunder Ooh. Rosa in action, Ooh. Eric Redbeard in action, Bondango in action, Justin Labar in action, Ross Draver, ice gardens, this Friday night, uh, IWC Wrestling and Northeast Wrestling. Come check it out. Yeah, where where was the show at? Ross Draver, uh, just outside of Pittsburgh. Ross Draver Ice Gardens. Uh, very uh, ECWs ran there. Impacts ran there. It's a uh, Ring of Honor ran there. It's a you know, pretty well known venue. But we got a big show coming up this Friday that you don't want to miss. Uh, or excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Saturday. I'm, I'm doing. I got my days all wrong. Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. This Saturday night. There we go. What, what, what time showing you... up Friday night now? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm pissed. Uh, the show, <laughs> right. to, you got to be in line. It, yeah, right. Cut, cut the audio podcast off. Well, right well. To, to be fair, there is a big old uh, there's a big old um, uh, meet and greet prior, so it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt you if you want to start lining up Friday. Uh, meet and greet uh, at three, doors three thirty for the meet and greet. Show starts seven o'clock Saturday night. In what time? What time do doors open? Three thirty. Three thirty. 3.30, everyone be there just in the bar getting choke slammed. I don't know. I just like <laughs> last time I was in Ross Travers last July and big cast did choke slam me. So I have bad juju with this venue. We got to see what happens. <laughs> so you have to be there to see it live in person. Make sure to check it out. That does it for us, folks. We will see you guys tomorrow for the NXT after show here on wrestling Inc. <laughs>